Hey everybody, it's PJ again. Uh, hopefully this will be the last time I have to make one of these disclaimers, but um, again, we had a couple of issues recording this episode, a um, little bit of connectivity issues, issues with my mic wanting to drop out here and there. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping this is the last time I have to do this because I know this is aggravating for you guys to hear this every other episode. Uh, bear with us. We're trying to fine tune our levels and everything to give you a... Uh, a more pleasurable one well, that sounds kind of weird <laughs> a more enjoyable listening experience um so just bear with us we're working through it hopefully we'll get you guys some top quality episodes coming soon and we appreciate you guys listening Everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Center 50 podcast. You got PJ and Daniel tonight because TC has other matters to tend to, but uh, we'll be bringing him back in for the next episode. Lord willing, he doesn't have anything else going on. Yeah, uh, dude's trying to take an exam to better his career, so I can't knock him for that. I got to take this exam so I can play the foosball, mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't play the foosball. <laughs> You playing the foosball behind my back? <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to make a meme last night, but I fell asleep of uh, the water boy and his mama, and I was gonna put his head on the water boy and Paige's head on the mom <laughs> instead of foosball, say paintball. Yeah, but I fell asleep, and um, when I woke up this morning, cause I was just trying to do it on Snapchat with the little, um, the little cut tool or whatever. Yeah, I fell asleep and I had done drawn all over my phone and shit, and it, I just discarded it and put my phone on the nightstand. Yeah, went the fuck to sleep. Yeah, so good luck to him on his exam on whatever it is he's taking something for work, I imagine. But good luck. Um, no need for him to stay up till eleven thirty or twelve o'clock talking about stupid shit when you got things like that at hand. Yeah, no kidding. So speaking of stupid shit. What's the uh, topic for tonight? Um, this is a shenanigans episode. We're going to have a couple of things to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about the buy-sell trade market, primarily the flex market, I believe, is the worst um, blind layouts, and probably get into a little bit of the drama that's unfolding with the Latin Saints that uh, a lot of people claim they saw coming. So we'll get into it. Um, and anything else that I guess comes across our mind while we're talking. Because this, this is just kind of a no-holds-bars episode. Um, off the hip. You know, get it done. Something for y'all to listen to. You gotta marry, fuck one, kill one, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, for you being out of it for a while and you just coming back in and then seeing how the market is. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I've been dealing with it for a while. You're just basically getting blindsided by it. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? It's very discouraging. Um, and I, I see scrolling through Facebook that I'm not the only one. Every There's a lot of times I'll, I'll scroll through 
um, like some flex parts, buy, sell, trade pages. And these guys are like, yeah, man, getting back in after 10 or 15 years looking to buy a flex. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah I'll sell you one for $300 all original. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, these guys are selling original black bottoms for 100 and $120. And we used to throw them shits away after we got, you know, four or five uses out of them. <laughs> I remember uh, I got a all black flex for Christmas and the bottoms, um, I guess they were like uh, like defects. It wasn't that soft rubber at all. It was like that hard fucking plastic. Like it was just a bad mold or something. I traded those motherfuckers for a uh, a dye camo head wrap that I have to this day. Yeah. Um, and then the other black bottoms that I got after that, I bought off a dude for like ten dollars. Ten dollars. I bought them off this dude, and then I ended up throwing them away because they ripped. Um, I think they only had like three rips, and I was like, okay, I'm never going to wear these again, and I, I literally just threw them away. Did not care. I could easily sell those with the way people selling this shit right now for like 85 fucking dollars with rips. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I think what you're talking about, what you got is, I think they do like a Pro Shield bottom now. It's, it's no, older like a no. flex. It's not the same one, because they, they make that, that looks like a flex bottom, but it's a hard bottom. Like it's a pl all no. plastic bottom. It was a ProFlex, and because um, I contacted um, Action Village at the time, and they were like, yeah, we, there's a couple of like factory defects. If you want to send it back, it's fine. I was like, well, the, the bottoms are already gone now. I was like, I'm not worried about it. I'm just I'm letting you know that you're, those masks you're sending out are shit. Oh. Well, those fucking new GI bottoms are trash, too. God, I hate those. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's discouraging because the Flex has always been my favorite mask. And we talked a little bit about this with Wes and Mike. Um, it's always been my favorite mask. That black and green one I had was my favorite. And, um, I, I was like getting back into it. I said, man, I could probably build one. I could probably buy a frame, ears, this and that for $80. And shit that's ridiculous now you, you couldn't you can't buy a finished flex for eighty dollars not even a brand new one not in you know, a gi sports one or whatever they're a hundred and something dollars but it's it's outrageous parts that i used to just toss in the trash because they had a nick or something in them you you can sell them for 75 80 dollars now yeah let's see how much anus gear is selling these damn pro flexes for because I think they had some that were like eighty nine, ninety dollars now. You see, I I was building I was building that retro build with the thin frames. I bought that Pro Shield or Spectra or whatever you want to call it, I, yeah. specifically for the thin frames because everybody wanted what I paid for the whole mask is what they were asking for the frames, and uh, I was like, well, I'll be able to get some black bottoms fairly cheap. Probably I was thinking fifty or sixty dollars. And that didn't happen. So this guy was like, I got some GI bottoms for 40 bucks. And I was like, I'll take them. I really, at the time, I, was, I really don't know the difference. So I, I bought them. Like I said, he, he gave me to them for $40 shipped. And they were brand new, brand new in plastic. And I pulled them out of the box. I said, man, what in the hell are these things? I just, you, they're, they are the, distinctly different. And um, yep. I don't know. I mean, it, they look fine. To, I mean, to to somebody that doesn't know the difference, they look fine, but you know, back in the day, they had a different look to them. A little more, less. Um, they they look like an off-brand ripoff. Yeah, 
I don't know. I'm if if JT is is sparking back up with you know Dynasty coming back over, and they really want to make some sales, bring that original mold back, and I guarantee you they won't be able to keep no set of bottoms in stock. Probably not. Even if they just did um, like the different colored noses, but the black bottoms. That's what I was just about to say. I cannot stand. Unless it's an original set of the eyes, I cannot stand colored flex bottoms. The nose piece, I'm all for it. You know, like the old HB bottoms, the green, pink, whites, whatever. But for right. the actual flex piece to be colored, I hate it. I think it's, I think it's Damian Vasquez on Dynasty. I think it's who wears the one with the blue flex bottoms. Uh, Andrew Andrade wears those. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate them. I hate that mask. I'd rather wear a flex. What is that, X or whatever they call them? Yeah, the Proflex X. Yeah, I'd rather wear one of those. I cannot stand a colored bottom. So, JT, listen, hear me out. I know you're listening because we're the number one paintball podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but. That first guy sitting there, here the other you are. Yeah. <laughs> Shuffle <Something> blue. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to make some money, find the old mold under somebody's bed, wherever it is. Bring that back in colored nose pieces, and you will make a killing. I promise you. You'll never have to file bankruptcy again. <laughs> I don't know. I think they might find another way to freaking kill the sport or brand again. Well, I, technically, just like Smart Parts. But, just like Smart Parts, it wasn't really their fault. The market in 2008, 2009 did not help nobody any. Yeah, true. But see, now here's the thing. Since we're on the topic of um, like the buy, sell, and trade market for paintball, which is like 98% of it's done on Facebook nowadays, and people still have problems doing that because of uh, Facebook being like a pussy fest and being like, oh, we don't support selling guns and stuff. It's it's paintball markers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but anyway, um, if let's just say they were come out with those original noses, uh the colors and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You will have people that have, I don't I say like a fucking shit ton of money, just the extra money to do so, buy out all the stock and then add about maybe like 50 to a hundred dollars more. But like the first time it's released and it runs out of stock, they're going to be like, Hey, I have these on like on sale for, uh, let's say the mask was originally a hundred dollars even, right? Mm-hmm. They will turn around and try to sell it for like 180, 100, uh, sometimes 175, and then there's people out there to try to sell it for like 300 dollars, just like the Misfit um, Pro Flexes that came just out, like and all these other customers. Yep, you'll people, see they'll come out and they'll buy them. Yep, but, I mean, but they'll try to sell the whole mask for like 300 fucking dollars, and you have people out there that will fucking buy it. That's the problem. The problem isn't the people that are selling it. Yeah, I mean they're a problem. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like the damn vehicle market right now. Look at look at the big trucks. You know, back in two thousand and five, you could buy a brand new Peterbilt for like ninety thousand dollars, something like that. Now, not anymore. Now a new Peterbilt is going to cost you every bit of almost three hundred thousand dollars off the floor, and fuckers are paying it. Now I know everybody has wants and needs and this, but I feel like, and I'm I'm no economist by any means. Um, just look at the wall behind me with all this flex part on it where I've been spending my money on this shit. But I, feel I put like, a simple crane operator. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like if people just take a fucking break 
quit buying shit, just like with these brand new pickups. Brand new pickup is $100,000 now. $50,000 six, seven years ago, $100,000. Quit buying the shit. Because if yeah, you what? buy it, just, and, and, and I'm, I say this with paintball stuff in mind, if you stop fucking buying it and they sit on it for a while, they don't have no choice but to bring the price down. Yep, or they'll lose uh, everything. They'll lose yeah. so much more money. You know what I mean? I don't get it. People buying logging equipment, they're buying cutters for $600,000 that were $250,000 six years ago. Why are you paying? You know, I, I, just, I don't get it. I don't. And where are you getting this money from? Dude, I don't be in debt for the rest of your fucking life, I guess. But I, like there's there's people out there in the in the paintball market, right? Like there's a dude that plays in our team that does that. He kinda like pays for his paintball. From my understanding, he pays for most of his paintball by buying and flipping gear. My friend Colton you know, does that. There, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're gonna buy um Let's just say an ego gets released, right? And you have no desire whatsoever to shoot and use that fucking gun. But then you buy it just to fucking resell. But then you have this dude that was like, dude, I mean, I've been waiting for the new ego for forever. Like, let's say they came out with the LV2, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to sell out. Just like when the 1.6 oh, just came out. They're instantly going to sell out. It instantly sold out. And then I started looking through a lot of the... um the market pages and they were like yep i got this coming in two thousand dollars this year blah, blah, blah. and they only retailed for like freaking fourteen fifteen hundred bucks or something mm -hmm. like that and you're just i'm just sitting here like oh my god like like the fucking twisters yeah. like i almost had a twister geo4 on the way to a tournament with wes and uh my phone did like some auto save shit and it like flipped my old uh, el paso address so I had to like reset everything on PayPal, and by the time I reset everything, it took it out the cart no. and freaking sold it. I was gonna buy it to shoot it. I had no desire whatsoever to buy it and flip it. I could have made like a thousand dollars off of it or whatever, but like money's nice and everything. But when it comes to paintball, I don't really care about the money aspect of it. You know, like I bought some stuff, like some Sandana mask strap that I thought were going to sell, and like I've been sitting on them for a while, and after that I was just like, I, I have no desire to try to do this shit. Like, it's a flooded market, you know? And then it's just, like, it doesn't help the player community whatsoever that you have people that will buy a gun, like let's say you want to sell me a, uh, a your TM40. Mm -hmm. You just bought it brand new, right? Retail price. Um, Man, PJ, I'll I'll tell you what, man. I'll give you $800, not $100 right now since you're in a bind. Uh, not, you don't want $900? Okay, make $1,000. That's it. $1,000, and that's as much as I can do. And then you know the dude's good for it because, like, some of these people have fucking websites for buy, sell, used gear, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll fucking buy it for $1,000 and turn right around and slap that bitch up there for, like, $1,400. Oh, When they're 1600 brand new. And it, I just... Like, me personally, in my opinion, I think that is, like, killing the fucking, uh, like, the paintball community. That's, like, especially with these fucking headbands. Like, the Hormesis headbands. There's a, a, a dude that was wanting to trade a headband or two for a fucking twister, and there were a few dudes that were thinking about it. Yeah, headband, the headband market is fucking stupid. Back when, when I was really into it, you could buy a head wrap and a headband together for 35 fucking dollars. Now, and to get a Hormesis headband, you have to become a citizen of Bali and and 
trust in the Lord Oliver Lang to get in line to even get one. I just I don't get it. I just don't I don't understand how people um buy into that shit. Like, yeah, it's cool and it's the newest fucking thing to buy, but you are literally paying like eight hundred to a thousand fucking dollars for a goddamn headband. And you know the sad part about some of this shit is is that some of these fucking people don't even wear the goddamn thing. I can't say nothing. That's, I can't say nothing because I have a couple masks that I probably won't wear. Like I like if you had that much money to be a, that big of a fucking baller man, you do you. But like people that are out there that just like man, I just want like any other fucking headbands. I just want a Hormesis headband. I think they're cool. You know, coming from another country. Yada 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 yada. And like whatever the reason being, just but even if it's just like hey, that's the coolest newest thing in paintball. I want it. Then you have people like, hey, well, dude, you give me a thousand dollars, you can get this fucking headband. <laughs> it's discouraging. That's like that's one of the reasons why I stopped going. I thought they were cool, um, like the way they're dyed and made and all this other stuff. I think they're pretty cool, but like I'm not gonna pay fucking five hundred to a thousand fucking dollars for a headband. You kiss my ass. Yeah, I think I think the story behind Hormesis is cool. How each one is like handmade or whatever. But you will not catch me paying over a hundred dollars for a headband. Well, like, so you'll have like Alex Frazier and some of the other dudes that, like, they, uh, I guess you can call them ambassadors, or whatever, for Hormesis. Like, they'll go out and like give them, give some out for free for people that don't have one. That's awesome. I think that's very good for like their brand, the community, for the other players that might feel left out or anything of that nature. You know. But the people that just that they're after that almighty fucking dollar man, go please for the love of God, go find a fucking different job, find a different side hustle. That's the American like, way, man. Seriously, I, I don't. That's the, that's the American it, way. But like, my, I I don't I don't hate on them. Like you're talking about the guys who buy the guns for a thousand, mark them up to fourteen hundred. Yeah, if you have a come up like that, then I'm not mad at you for doing it. You know what I mean? Um... But what I would have a problem with is if you con somebody out of a gun, you know, like, oh, I have this TM40 and I'm really in tough times, I'll give you $600 for it. And then you're waving $600 in front of somebody's face and then then you you mark up to 1400 You know, that's something like, you know, if you, if you break the morale, I, I don't know what I, I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. I know, I know, what I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to put it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like if I buy, if somebody has a 1.6 for sale for 950, and I know I could sell it for 1200, then yeah, I may do it. I, I may put a couple cases of paint through it and then sell, you know, have my fun with it, then sell it. But um, it was a, it was a mutual agreement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I that didn't, that didn't come out like I was wanting to because I I lost my word that I was going to use. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't I don't hate you for doing it by no means, but I feel like there's a fine line between you know making your dollar. You know if that's how you want to make your dollar, I'm whatever. I don't care. People sell shit. People buy and sell shit every day. But like if you. If you're a snake in the grass and you calm people out of their stuff, you know, I see a lot of people on Facebook who are like getting out of the sport, can't afford to play it, 
uh, life happened, blah, blah, blah. And guys, you know, dudes would be selling like CS2s and shit. They'd be like, oh, I got 400 for CS2 if you really need to move it. And I'm like, what? why? Yeah, it, like that shit like that, man. Like I understand like if some people are trying to uh, do that to support uh, the sport in regards to, hey, man, like you're in tough times. You want to sell your CS2, I got $800 right now, $700, whatever the case may be. And, uh, like, you take that money to flip the gun to put that towards paintball, like, to put towards your, like, tournaments and stuff. Like, th this is just, you know, me personally, in my opinions, like, I think that's fine. But, like, I just don't think it's okay for you to just sit there and continue to make a dollar off of it. And you're just, like, continuously just, like... In my eyes, that's fucking people over, like, really bad. Like, this, like, the, um, it's gonna blow my fucking cover here, but the TM40 that I got, um, <laughs> the dude that fucking sent to me, it was dirty as fuck. Like, that's another thing about the fucking market that I can't fucking stand. Like, there's just, there's no integrity about it. Like, the dude sent me the fucking gun, and it was filthy. Like, that has the most paint I've ever seen in the eyes of a Lux in my life the bolt was disgusting it just everything it took me a solid hour to clean that damn thing and i messaged the dude i was like hey man did you forget to fucking clean this thing before you sent it all right dude and i was like i should give you the fucking band hammer and the fucking veteran militia buy sell and trade thing i was like but i i, I don't have the fucking energy for that like you have people scamming more people than ever you have people overselling shit, buying out inventories like for giving a chance to people to pay fucking retail and then you just have like assholes that are like, they think they're like the god's gift to the fucking uh, the buy-sell trade market. Like, I don't want to uh, shout out this dude's name because I don't want to boost this motherfucker's ego up anymore if this happens to find him, but there's this dude in the shocker page, you might know who I'm talking about. He's like kinda... You say, I'm looking for a Dynasty Shocker or this. And he'd be like, yeah, I got one. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Um, let, me, let me see picks. And he's like, oh, well, you better have cash before I send you picks. Or if you're trying to talk about, like, the value of a Shocker. Like, somebody asked me the value for the Shocker that I have. They were like, hey, man, how much would you, like, willing be willing to sell that? I was like, dude, I was like, ain't no amount of money would, you know, take this thing away from me right now because I... It took me forever to get this thing, and this like the most sought after gun for me. And he pops up, and he was like, "Oh, it, your gun ain't special." Blah 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 blah. They would have to go after my gun first. That's easily worth two thousand dollars. I'm like, dude, who the fuck cares? No, I haven't seen like. This and there's guy. been people on there that thing I haven't. He well, <laughs> he's been called out by other people. Like I remember seeing a comment um, that he tripped in on, and they were like, "Dude, you're the most annoying motherfucker in this goddamn group." And he just tried to troll him, and it's like shit like that, man. I wouldn't be able to say anything to him right now, anyways, because I'm in Facebook jail for thirty days. So if I get back in a shocker group and I see him making those comments, then chances are I'm probably gonna be back in Facebook jail. Uh, for fucking 90 days at that point. Yeah. Zuckerberg might as well just lock me up and throw away the key. <laughs> Facebook jail for life. I'm doing hard time, bro. But it, that shit just gets under my skin, man. Because, like, you'll see shit 
like this dude is like genuinely asking like for help or a question like hey i'm new to the sport uh like what good is this like fucking tip man or this fucking what, what's that other cheap shit and 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 dozen or some shit yeah, like that yeah all right whatever but like you have like yeah but you'll have people that will actually try to help them um, like, I've seen people give out, like, free gears. Like, hey, man, uh, you need, like, a good hopper or a better tank. I actually have this, uh, this like, extra rotor that I haven't used for, like, a year or two. If you, uh, if you can't even cover shipping, don't worry about it. I'll just send it to you. And... Well, remember that thing I sent y'all in the group chat where the dude was like, I'm looking to get, uh, it might have been a gun. Yeah, it was a gun for, um, like, a kid that he was mentoring or something, and... Yeah. He, he's like, I got like $150 to spend. And this guy was like, I got this spider. I can't remember what kind of gun it was, but it was some low end gun. He's like, I got this gun. I'll just send to you. And he's like, well, I'll cover shipping and blah, blah. And, and I got on there because I thought it was so nice of the guy to just offer it. I said, look, I'll cover shipping. I don't know neither one of y'all, but I think this is a cool transaction. And um, if I can help, I'll cover shipping. And they told me, don't worry about it. But, you know, they were, they, they weren't like, get out of our deal, you dick. But they were, like, no, don't worry. You know, we got it under control. But um, I was willing to do that because I, I thought that was such a nice gesture to that guy. But yeah. like, if you're, if you're what you would consider yourself a seasoned veteran, you've been in the game for a long time. You've got to think back to your roots and remember how you started. You didn't walk in the door into the world of paintball knowing any and everything gear play style the fundamentals you didn't know any of that so when you see these kids on these pages you know like i tell i tell new hires that come into work really all jokes aside there's no such thing as a dumb question if you don't ask you don't know so um for us and i and i use the term us very loosely because i'm just recently getting back in but for us um we have to pave the way for the new age coming up you know what i mean you can't you can't do like you did back in the day and just you know we got bullied you know without without <laughs> without sounding without sounding like a little bitch about it you know it, it was the school of hard knocks and and i've we've talked about it countless times on this podcast about how we how we were brought up through the ranks but you know sometimes it was very discouraging to me as a very young kid but now I appreciate it. But, you know, like some of these guys, it's so easy to get on Facebook and just be a dick to these kids who are asking questions. Just offer, all you have to do is just offer a little bit of advice. Um, your opinion may differ from the next person. So if the next person offers another piece of advice and it's not necessarily what you agree with, you don't have to argue about it. Just say, well, I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't buy this. But, um,. This is my opinion. You know, you don't, you have to pave the way for the new blood because without them, the sport's going to die out. That's, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> like everybody just tries to be a fucking troll. They try to be that funny dude, like the class clown, you know? Um, like I'll give you a perfect example of, in my opinion, how it should be like Wes, for example, Wes is like a prime example like, he gives me a hard fucking time on, like, posts and stuff all the time. And uh, I find it funny, you know? Um, like, we'll go back and forth talking shit to each other. But then, like, some of the dudes that he's mentoring, like Dylan, 
Um, Dylan actually had somebody try to freaking give him shit for wearing a veteran militia jersey oh, when, know um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wes defended the dude because Wes, like, is like, you know, this is the dude that I'm trying to bring up in the ranks and teach and everything, and like, you know, don't, don't fuck with my dude. Well, what's funny, what's funny about it is the one, there was, there was one guy who was playing. Yeah, and, yeah. The one guy was playing, and, and I saw through him, you know, I, I kind of laughed and kept scrolling, but the next person was a was a girl that had trans into a dude and all of their pictures were them and them are like Disney world or whatever. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's your thing. You want to be trans. I ain't, I ain't mad at you, you know, but to, to be that person and to be a young person and get mad that, um, somebody that you claim hasn't served is wearing a veteran militia shirt where it looks like you haven't served either. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah that's fucking trash me. Like, fucking 85 to 90% of the fucking people that play at Hoppers are fucking veterans. I'm a veteran. Wes is a veteran. Chuck is a veteran. Um, Jamie is a veteran. Freaking Frank is a veteran. That You don't play out there no more. But, like, there's just, there's a shit ton of them, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... And it's and it's uh, even the dude that started the fucking program is was like, he's not saying that he was a veteran. He's just repping the name, which yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with. Yeah. So why why make a big fucking deal about it? But that, that'd be like me going out there and playing in your VM jersey if I could fit it. <laughs> Suck that gut, and son. Yeah, I had to do a good old tuck and tuck. But um, but yeah, like if if all those guys, if first off, know the situation before you open your fucking mouth. Um, he's, he's out there, like you said, surrounded by veterans. And if they're cool with him wearing it, shut your fucking mouth. I mean, that's, that's really all there is to it. And I'm sure that person will never hear this podcast, but if it does keep your fucking mouth shut, how about that? Yep. What do you think about, uh, about the Latin saints and shit, that uh, drama, well, the supposed drama that's going on? Yeah. Years here. Oh, well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to get too pissed off about the market. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I really had high hopes for that team. Um, and I don't know what's true or what ain't true. And everything that I've read, it's just been coming from a rumor mill. But if, if for those who may not know, um, apparently the golden boys of the Latin Saints, like J-Rab and Mouse, haven't been getting paid, is what I'm gathering. Um and I've seen posts, it might have been like Reddit posts or something from J-Rab saying that he's out, he's done with it. So I don't know. I don't know the logistics of the contracts and how they get out of it. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, if that is true, it's very disheartening because it was it was a big deal for these guys to be offered this money to play. Um, there was a lot of split feelings on it. Um Mike Hinman weighed in on it pretty heavily, which we talked about in our Pro Talk episode. But I don't know for for a program like that to be looking like it was going to be successful and a, a payday for these players who really put in the work, like Mouse and you know Spica and you know the guys like that, to be bullshit. It's it's very disheartening, and I hate, I personally I hate to see it. Yeah, it seems kind of discouraging for like um, 
like these upcoming pro players that are getting like really good, you know, and um, like on these lower teams like Energy Elite, and then you have people that are like um, uh, what's another one like the the, the New England Hurricanes that came up, mm-hmm. um, or New Orleans or whoever the Hurricanes and the new pro team the Hurricanes that came up recently, and then that you always have like a heavy hitter on the team. And, like, somebody that stands out. And let's just say they start getting, like, really, really good. Like, just something just clicks all of a sudden. And they stand out and have stellar games all the time. And they catch eyes of, like, uh, teams like Impact or the Saints or whoever was supposed to have money. And then they're like, well, you've already had, like, two or three people quit and, and leave because you're not fucking paying, you know, and giving what you promised. So why would I want to leave my boys and go play for, you know, somebody that's like a fucking liar and it's all fucking smoke and mirrors, you know? Like, I just think that's a little discouraging for some players. Like, it would be kind of for me. Like, I wouldn't mind uh, staying with the same team, playing pro, whatever. You know, fucking Donacy done it. Like, they, the same fucking core people have been there pretty much since his inception. Yeah, but, but to... Uh reflect off of that you're talking about the um players coming up through these lower teams that also sucks for these lower teams because you know you ha- like you said you have a couple of standout players who just get out there and they grind and and they're in the spotlight and they're getting kills every game and they're you know golden barrel participants and all this and next thing you know they're going to a team like impact or, you know so then these lower te- these lower tier teams can't compete because all the higher tier teams keep taking all their talent now you can't be mad at them i mean it's just kind of the name of the game but you know if you're into sports like i'm not but you know these these players get (laughs) shifted around and bought and this and that you know so it's kind of the name of the game but yeah money talks man it does but i don't know that's i feel like pro pro paintball is so much different than it used to be and and i'm not a i'm not a analyst or anything like that i've i've have not paid attention to it until recently but just i remember you know back in the day there was so many teams and you didn't know who was going to win now you know you got 15 teams 20 teams and i guess 20 yeah and then now you know like well one of the four is going to win now damage did come out with an upset at in dallas but um I didn't see that coming. I really thought my boys with heat was going to push through, but um, I, I like to see things like that. You know, the the underdogs, you know, if you want to call damage, damage used to be a powerhouse, but um, well, they got a solid roster. Just whatever the fuck they've been doing just mm-hmm. hasn't been working for them for some reason. It's been nine years since the pro win for that team. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they have solid fucking killers on that team, man. Yeah. But it's just like whatever they've been doing or either like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to freaking dissect that. Just like whatever they've been doing hasn't been working. And uh, they figured you look at, out. Yeah, but look what happened to Dynasty. Dynasty got their shit pushed in. Yeah, they did. And it was funny. It was funny because they won um, the first one. The sun, what, Sunshine State? Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I get my names mixed up. And and Cup last year. Yeah, so they, they were, you hear the interviews, they were all, yeah, we're feeling really strong. We're going here in. Like I said, I'm not an analyst. I'm just wondering, did they go in too cocky? 
Yeah, you know, uh, well, we we maybe. got this. we got this. You know, no big deal. We're on a high. We you know we're two tournaments in. We got a cup win under our belt. And then, yeah, they they got messed up pretty good. I I cut the cast off when um, uh, Heat lost to NYX. I was done. I shut that funk, that son of a bitch off. <laughs> well, this kind of plays into like another topic I wanted to bring up: uh, blind layouts. So you have somebody like a powerhouse team like Dynasty that is very very technical, and they break down the game like like nobody else. Because they get like the layout, you know, whenever it's released, like I, like two weeks prior, three weeks prior, whatever, before the tournament, and they are constantly grinding. There's a lot of teams and programs on the pro level, and even in like from freaking D4 on up, like a lot of people have camps and programs that have like access to like pallets of paint to shoot that same fucking lane a thousand fucking times before the fucking tournament and really get it dialed in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for some reason, it just seemed like since Dynasty wasn't able to plan, 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 and basically structure something up to, you know, go against other teams and whatnot, it just seemed like the blind layout, like, really fucked them over. And you've seen where the talent comes from, like, on-the-spot corrections and like the mind game of it because energy elite did some shit you know like they played really fucking good ml kings played really fucking good and they were like straight dog shit last year like they're still kind of dog shit to me but like <laughs> they did pretty fucking good you know for a blind layup going against powerhouse teams and then like new york extreme beating fucking heat it's two different types of paintball IQ when it comes to blind layout and uh, I guess you call it a prep layout or whatever. Um, yeah. It's two different types of paintball IQ because like you're talking about how Dynasty Dynasty can break down the field and afford to practice that layout for two weeks. Um, the, they really learn their angles and not just Dynasty. You know, most of these pro teams, you know, they, they, they can do it. But I feel like there's a fine line to where you throw blind layout in it and you turn into a different type of player to where you have to make these decisions on the fly and you have to see what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes you have to sacrifice a body to know that I can't go to this Dorito because snake two is going to blast my shit. You know, these, these things play a big factor into whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Personally, I like it. You know, I, I used to like going to a tournament and walking the field. and um, But my problem, and I realize it now, but my problem was I would always just walk the side I was going to play because to me, <clears throat> excuse me, to me it was going to be my job. My job was going to be to hold this area down, back this person, and not really have to worry about the other side. But now being older and understanding things a little better, it's good to know how to play all aspects of the field, but I I don't know if I prefer one over the other. I kind of think um, blind layouts are a little bit more beneficial just for the teams that don't have the strong budget to shoot fucking pallets of paint all fucking weekend, but then you got the fucking teams that can afford to do so, and like... The NXL to me is just nothing but a huge fucking money grab. I don't see any benefit whatsoever from the NXL to, to basically show me that they they care about the player. You know, 
it's all about that fucking dollar sign because if they have a predetermined layout, these fucking teams, these programs can go buy all that paint. Hey, we need a fucking pallet of paint or two skids of paint, whatever, to practice for the tournament coming up. But if you do like a fucking blind layout, they're like, you know, some of these teams might not still get a skid of paint. They might just, okay, we need to get like half half of that because we're just going to do drills and or do whatever the case may be. But I just think it's a little bit more beneficial for these teams that don't have that type of funding to go play blind layouts. And you'll see who really shines there because, like, you've seen it in the pro level. Like, we just talked about that recently. Like, you'll see the teams stand out that who has that raw talent. I'm not saying that Dynasty's washed up because I'm a Dynasty fanboy, but um, I just don't see... I don't see blind layouts fucking sticking with it. I really don't. Well, are we talking professionally? Um, professionally. Are we talking strictly pro or in general? Just in general. So, like, the blind layout was for everybody. On um, Yeah, yeah, I get that, but I, just, I didn't know. Because, yeah. like, at a pro level, think about football in a way. And, and football! I, and I... <laughs> I can't stand football. I don't know why I'm using this as an analogy. Baseball. Say baseball. Um, it's the same It's the same field. You know, you got your three bases in your home plate, your pitcher's mound, your outfield, two dugouts. Um, nothing changes. So, and I, I'm just trying to see the big picture here. I, I like to weigh pros and cons. On having a predetermined layout, if, if you're a professional team, you should be able to do whatever it takes to excel above anybody you think is going to be in your way. So if you have, if you're a professional team and predetermined layouts are a thing, then buy your two pallets of paint and burn that fucking layout to the ground until it comes tournament time. If you're a professional team, and I'm talking like I'm just a god tier player, this is, I'm I'm actually shit on the field. I'm just thinking, you know, whatever, but. If you know you're going into a blind layout, then do like we do. We used to do. You just go practice your fundamentals. You drill. You throw a layout out that you think you you hope's going to be similar to what you're going to play, and you just work on your you know your snap shooting, your running, your gunning, and things like that. But to like I hear people saying, well, maybe we need to limit the cases of paint, or we need to limit this because some teams can't afford it. If you're going to be a pro team, you know, you better be able to roll with the big boys. You know you know what I mean? You shouldn't have to pacify lower tier pro teams because they can't compete with the higher. Now, divisional, that's a different ball game. I, I don't really keep up with anything divisional. I'm just thinking pro pro level. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I think... I think blind layouts might be for the minors because you know how like they have the minor events mm -hmm. and then they have the major events. I yeah. think the major events are going to continue to have pre-stage layouts, and I think the minors yeah, are just yeah. going to have, have blind layouts. Because see, like I, you see people, I'm just going to throw out two teams for example. If you're like, oh well, AC Dallas may not have as much access to practice, you know, access and money to practice as much as um heat does because heat has what seems to be an endless budget well they're a pro team just like heat is so don't fault heat for being able to 
you know, go out there and excel and do what they got to do while you're at fucking Hooters drinking beer and eating pizza. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that's the case with that team. I'm just throwing those names out there. But um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think in general, um, if you can't afford to fucking play paintball, then you obviously shouldn't fucking play. Like Preaching to the choir. It, like if uh let's say you get a bunch of dudes that like work at mcdonald's and they try to go play at the national level that probably not going to be able to fucking do it and you shouldn't bitch about like um prices to the point where like well you should bring it down so like we can fucking play you know what i mean but prices on entry are getting fucking ridiculous for the nxl yeah like it is just flat out fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> if you guys are tired, for anybody that listens, if you guys are tired of paying that much money for NXL and other leagues and whatnot, and then getting like two hundred dollars for first place and stupid shit like that, check out Bunker Fest. Check out how much their entry is and how much prize money they give out. So keep an eye out for Bunker Fest. Bunker Fest is, uh, I think, it's gonna like. Priced at the top pretty fucking soon for regional events and whatnot. Speaking and then turning. With What's that, up? With that being a cool tournament coming back, did you see where um, Mr. H announced they're going to be doing Huntington Beach again? No, I did not. Yeah. He said it on the uh, Play the Game podcast. Um, he didn't give any logistics. He said that he's probably going to get in trouble for saying as much as he did, but they they did it as an April Fool's joke. And then the ball just started rolling. And he says it's happening. Um, I hear people saying the rumor is it's going to be the end of the year in the off season Because he did say that there is not going to be any reason any team that wants to play can't go. As in, it's not going to interfere with any like NXL tournament. Right. That is going to be dope. I gotta check that out. I would like to actually hear about that. Yeah, check, you get, that whole episode's cool, man. He's worked Mr. H and M over there, at HK. They're working on some cool shit, like hoppers that have cameras built into them and shit. And they, they got all kind I of stuff it. going on. Yeah, strictly lady clothing lines. You know, like player, female player apparel lines because um, you know, like the the male the male clothing is cut different than a female's clothing would be. And, um, they they got some cool shit going on over there. And, Are you, you mansplaining know, me right now? I sure am. But they um <laughs> they got some cool stuff going on. That that was a very interesting episode. But that was that was something that really piqued my interest. And apparently, it's piqued a lot of people's interest. But um, I think that'll be something really cool to see. It, it, that was so iconic back then. Just to I you know of course us being on South Carolina, um, middle class income. You know we we and like we could fly out there and watch it, but. Man, just to, to see the coverage in the PB2X magazines and shit, the guys playing in the sand. How cool was that? That was pretty fucking cool. Um, people playing, like, on the actual sand. Like, I remember watching Dynasty play the Tauntauns back in the day. Um, at, like, on the actual beach and the actual sand. That was horrible. Like, I'm trying, I could just see people struggling to, like, run and sprint in the fucking beach sand. Oh, I'm sure uh, it's a nightmare it, to play in, but it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, but well, they they started putting turf on the beach, you know, yeah. making it was also easier for cleanup and all kinds of other stuff. I think that's really fucking cool that they're bringing that back. Nostalgia um, sales, baby. 
and it's starting to come back big time. Like just like we were talking about earlier with like the JT Pro Flexes and all, all this other stuff coming back. Um, I think paintball might be on a slow, slow rise. You know how like in 2007, 2008, I think it was kind of like in its prime. Mm-hmm. Where you, like, it, like that was about. I'd say I'd say, I'd say, I'd say that's about, about the air. I'd say about 06. You want to say 06, 07 then? Yeah. About when we had like five to eight fucking teams uh, playing at ACP, and then you had people coming and going all the time. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna go with 06. I'm sure a lot of people will disagree, but that's that's my word, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna say 2007 because that's when the 2007 ego came out. And that's when I was kind of sort of able to play some more CFOAs and stuff. And just seeing how many people um, went to these fucking things was ridiculous to me. And it was like hundreds of teams. And it was just crazy to me. You weren't you weren't seeing people uh, selling a headband for fucking 1200 fucking dollars. <laughs> back then, that's like I said earlier in the episode, back then, you, could buy, you can go get a head wrap. A Woodlands head wrap and a headband for like forty dollars at an event. But you can still get those. Like um, they still sell like uh, social paintball has stuff. Infamous paintball has headbands and stuff like that. It's just the the style, like fucking Michael Coors and fucking Louis Vuitton. Yes. Fucking tier of headbands. If that's um, the case, if that's the case, catch me with that Dollar General headband, which I can't say nothing. <laughs> I did get you and I both did get the uh, Sandana Baja Blast going. So. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty cool color. All the other color schemes that I've seen for the headbands for the Sandana release, mm-hmm. uh, not really that much of a fan. That'd probably go cool with an X Factor flex. Yeah, yeah, I think or uh, the fucking um, those teal frames that I got. Mm-hmm. I wish that that X Factor flex had the black flex bottoms and black ears and just a teal nose. That would look good. Instead I'm pretty sure somebody eventually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody will eventually fucking make that build. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, especially now since, like you said before, we're the number one fucking paintball podcast, so That's everybody's right. going to hear it with our fifteen thousand listens per episode. Shout out to all fifteen thousand of our listeners. You are what keeps us going. Yeah. Thank. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, let me. I'm gonna look right now because I was actually surprised the other day. Um, I was talking to Jamie about it. I was looking at episode plays, and uh, let's see, our highest episode play is episode six, Field Talk. Twelve nine- plays. Twelve plays. Isn't that ninety-nine plays? Damn, I'm I'm about to make it a hundred. I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I listened to that episode eighty times. Yeah, I'm I'm very very humbled you know this like i said i don't i don't personally get on here to you know we don't do ads or anything we're not trying to make money um anything like that i, I do it because we, we we used to me daniel and tc would just talk on playstation chat or discord chat depending on what we were playing and we would have these conversations and daniel was practically why don't we just record this shit and make a podcast out of it and um I just figured, you know, we'll have five or six listens here and there, and a couple of our friends will chime in. But it, it's been, you know, like we're not no damn, 
multi-million dollar podcast, but it, it's very humbling to see that that many people are listening. And uh, me, I just personally want to thank everybody that does because it's, it makes doing these a lot easier. Because um, if we're getting that many listens, <clears throat> excuse me, then somebody's getting something out of it somewhere. God, these dudes suck. Hey, man, yeah. come listen to this. See how terrible these guys are. A play is a play. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, we're, you're saying that we're like a million-dollar podcast. We're not even a five-dollar podcast. Yeah, not at all. Also, um, we're getting ready to wrap this episode up anyways. I might name this episode Shenanigans. Who knows? Um, Let's see. I'm pulling up Instagram now. I think we're at 74. Yeah, we're 74 followers. So we're not that much further away from 100. So like it, share it. Um, all you have to do is follow the Instagram. I will run this giveaway for 10 years if it takes us 10 years to get 100 followers on that page. Um, oh, man. It, I mean, it's just a t-shirt. It's really, all it is, you, you get a free HK Army t-shirt. Um, if we get to 100 followers, we're going to do like a Wheel of Fortune type draw. I'll put your, you know, I'll put your name in. I'll go live on Instagram, do the drawing, and um, and then of course it'd be the winner. Now, of course, me, Daniel, and TC, our wives, you know, I, I think our sister might follow the page. Those type of people aren't going to be eligible to win. Sorry, <laughs> but um, I make Oakley a Facebook. Yeah, so he wins it. It's, it's, like I said before, it's just our way of giving back. It's a thank you from us to, um, you know, thank you from us for listening to the podcast. Um, I don't, I don't sit up here and spend 10 hours a night putting this thing together. It, it probably takes me the length of an episode because I, I, sometimes I'll cut some things really, really sometimes it's just dead space. Um, and adding in the little intro and all that, uh, so it ain't like I, I have a ton of time into editing, but it just it makes it that much easier. And this is just us wanting to give back for you guys appreciating what we do. Yeah, we really appreciate any help we can get with this. If it comes to the point where we can uh, have like stream live or anything, anything like that, or start like a YouTube channel or anything of that nature, that'd be cool too. But I we have, have to an hit idea. The- we have to hit those milestones first. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that shit when we have, like, two listeners and shit. Well, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you there, and it's like, um, look at the social media posts. I see, because, you know, you and I, TC doesn't really interact on it that much, but you and I do the post, and most of the posts that have the questions are from Daniel. Um, we don't We don't get much interaction on those, so there's really no need to expand if we don't. How how do I say that? If we don't get the interactions from the social media posts, there's really much not much need to expand into anything else. Um, yeah, we'll keep it basic like this. Yeah, but we we basic we, bitches. We we generally would enjoy it, you know. If you you scroll through a post and you see something like, uh, "What's your favorite mask?" Just just shoot a comment on it. You know, you would give you a like or something. But you know, we we like those interactions. Um, no, we we just love to talk about paintball. We love to talk about anything in general, but um, as far as this platform goes, it's just, you know, anything and everything paintball and 
people who enjoy it. You know, we we've gotten a couple of people out of retirement just by doing this podcast, and um, I just I just think it's all around. It's a pretty cool thing that we've been able to conjure up. Yeah, I have to agree one hundred percent on that. Um, what a pat on the fucking back I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to boost your ego a little more, you little shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jeez. to backtrack a little bit, do you think that? Any of those other players, like the heavy hitters that uh, Latin Saints were supposed to pay to get on the team, do you think all of them are going to go back to their respected teams, or do you think someone's going to get picked up? Like, do you think like Spica or A Rod is going to go back to Dynasty or Impact? I'm thinking they're going back to Impact. You think so? J Rad, Mouse, and Spica. Wherever Mouse goes, Spica's probably going to go because they're doing that Tiger Wear thing together and they're like best friends and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, Ryan and uh, Ryan Greenspan and fucking Kyle Spick have got the Spick and Span podcast show. Yeah, but I mean, Marcelo and Tyler too. But yeah, I I feel like they'll go back if that falls apart. They'll go back to Impact. I think one of them might go to Dynasty. Maybe. I don't have maybe. Any, I, I maybe have I have high hopes. hopes. I think you just have high hopes. Uh. Oh well, we'll wrap up this episode now. Um. I don't know where I was going to go with that ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take us. I got our intro music. That sounded like shit. No, I can't hear you at all. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, that was you. You sounded god awful. Oh well. Was that a recorder? Yeah. No, <laughs> I was trying to be the comedic relief because TC isn't here, damn it. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe he'll be back next week or week after next, since this is two weeks. Anyways, that's it. I'm done rambling. Um, Eat my ass and enjoy the podcast. Thanks, guys. Yep, fuck off. No, really, we love you. Yep, please follow the Instagram. <laughs> Bye. Deuces. <laughs>